0: Thank you very much, thank you very much. My name is Maurice Washington, I'm your host. And today, what we're gonna do, I wanted to, first of all, welcome those that are online uh, watching our show, and also those that are here in our studio audience. Today, we're finishing up our two-part series in chaos and time management. The first part of our series, we, we were discussing what exactly is the chaos. In this particular series, we're talking about what exactly are the solutions. So before we get started, I wanna go ahead and recap what we did last week in our show and make sure that you guys understand where we started with the chaos and what we came up with. So just to kinda of recap, what we, um, what, we underst- what we understood from our live studio audience, they said some of the chaos within uh, time management, some of their challenges are time blocking, overcommitting, committing, uh, driving all around town for each appointment and also trying to figure out what to do with free time. So, that's some of the things that we discussed last week. So, before I get into the definitions for time management, I want to, I want to go ahead and redefine what the definition of time, also management, and also the definition of time management is. So, the definition of time is the system of those sequential relations that any event has to any other as past, present, or future indefinite and continuous duration, regarded as that in which events succeed one another. And so with that particular definition, after reading it for business owners, that means it doesn't really mean anything for us. So what we're gonna do and what we did is we defined time as the X, which is the maintenance. So the definition of management is the act or manner of managing, handling direction or control. So for us, for business owners, we define management as the control. And so the whole definition of time management is the analysis of how working hours are spent and the prioritization of tasks in order to maximize personal efficiency in the workplace. So overall, that's our actual goal, that's our actual resolution that we're trying to achieve. So with that being said, I wanted to, in thinking about time management and where the chaos actually happens, I feel like the chaos actually happens in the goals. The goals we set, is the starting factor of where the chaos starts. And I feel like unclear goals or unrealistic goals create instant gratification time management. And what I mean by that is, as we discussed last week, you have 24 hours as a business owner to work, okay? You have your own schedule. You can do exactly what you want when you want to do it. If you want to start early, if you want to start at noon and end at 9, or whatever the case may be, you have that opportunity. So, and we also know that we're taught as business owners to go, 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 go. So with unrealistic goals, or unclear goals, that's what you continuously do. Just go, 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 set appointment after appointment, and there is no end game. And so I feel like that's where business owners seem to actually work that whole 24-hour time schedule, and really wear themselves out. And I feel like clear goals create process-oriented time management where you're not running all over the place, you're still go, go, going, and that's, that's what you wanna do, but at the same time, there's an end game. You know that if you start at this hour and you end at this hour, you have a very clear, defined process as to how you, do, how you manage your time. And I feel like the reality is, when it comes to goal setting, is our, all of our desires are to have a retail-like business model. And a retail-like business model is that business model kinda like your retail stores. Transaction after transaction after transaction. So, of course, as we discussed last last week, as a service based business, you probably don't have the opportunity to have a retail like business, but you want enough, you're looking for enough transactions on a monthly basis in order to fulfill your financial needs and your goals. But I think, again, that's where the chaos starts. So, then what we're going to do here for us us business owners, we're going to redefine time management. And so, or actually, we're going to re- redefine time in management specifically. So, time for a business owner is time is the space needed for a business owner to operate in to achieve resolutions in a desired period of time. So, if we break down that new definition, obviously we have time there. We have space needed. So, time is the space needed in order to, to operate in. So, you're the business owner, the operations is what time is needed and also to achieve resolutions. So that's your goals or resolutions in a desired period of time. So that desired period of time for a business owner looks like a year from now, a quor- you know, within a quarter, within a month. That's what the period of time, whatever that means to you. The management is the opportunity to manage yourself in it. One thing, after speaking to a friend of mine, I had a, I had a great conversation. We were talking about time management. I was saying, you know, yeah, you can definitely you know manage time and the thing is you can't manage time time is its own specific thing and so what can we manage we can manage ourselves, in it we can manage what we do with that time so that's what we're gonna define management as so since that's the case let's go ahead and agree on a few things here time is a real thing okay so when we say time is a real thing what does that mean when we say well man this year went by fast man, I didn't have enough time to get XYZ finished. When you're always comparing, when you always relate everything back to time, that's how you know time is a real viable thing. Time is also the space needed for money-making, for the money-making function of your business. And so that's the real value behind time. That's what you're using time for, is for the money-making function of your business. And also, let's agree that your goals are nothing without time. If you don't have time, it doesn't matter. You need time to actually achieve your goals. And I feel, and this is probably a weird statement for, for some of you, but time will respect you if you respect it. And I think there's, so that's kind of a relationship system when it comes to time. So what is your relationship to time? Do you value it? And so let's talk about that respect. So how do we start to respect time? And for me, what I, feel, what I feel like is we need to get serious about a few things. Get serious about how much time per week you want to spend working. You know, typically, a lot of us came from um, a job, and within that job, they give you a specified amount of hours that you need to work. So within those specified amount of hours, it could have been 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and that was your, that was your schedule. You knew exactly how to operate in that. So a lot of the reason why we quit that particular job is we want to have more control over our time. We want to be able to work when we we want to work, get off when we want to. But have you noticed with that attitude, it allows us to, to work all day long, and there is no end game. So how about we go back to that basics and define, I want to work 40 hours a week or 50 hours a week. So let's say it is 50 hours a week times four weeks. That's 200 hours for the month. And if you look at that for the year, you have 2,400 um, 2400 hours that you're working for the year to reach your goal. So that way, you have a defined amount of hours that you're working for the year to reach X, Y, Z goal. It just puts a little bit more definition and emphasis in regards to that. So also, get serious about how much time you spend on money-making opportunities. So look at your schedule. What exactly are you doing with that? How much, how much of that time is spent doing money making oppor- or with money-making opportunities? Really, really be hard-pressed with that. And also, I feel like we should always, always re-evaluate the extent of your goals for that period of time. So with resolutions and goals, it's, it's one of those systems of, I want to get things done right now. That's where that instant gratification that we talked about before comes into play. So I want to make... 40,000 in the next three months. Okay, sounds good. But do you really viably have the time in order to make that 40,000? What, what decisions need to be made in order to make that happen? So, really evaluate your goals. Are you stretching yourself? Does it make sense? So, speaking of that reevaluation, I think we should all reevaluate our calendars with a purpose. Okay, so reevaluate with purpose your calendar. So what is it doing for you? What can you do for it? I think those are two major questions that you can leave with in every situation, every networking, whatever organization you're part of. So let's go ahead and take networking. How does that show up? Typically, a business owner is going to join or go to various networking events to market their business, because obviously, as a solopreneur, you have to brand yourself. So within networking, how much time does it really take to network? And what that means is that particular event could be an hour, hour and a half, or maybe two hours. But what else is involved after networking? Don't you need a call? Don't you need a follow-up? Don't you need to meet with that person? So how much time does that specific networking, so that typically, that one and a half hours or two hours, actually equates to maybe five to seven hours in order to do it effectively. Okay, And also part of that is, are you connecting with these people via social media as far as after you meet them at a networking event? What is your compound interest after each meeting? Groups and associations. That's one thing that we uh, mentioned last week is we were talking about groups and association. And what I mean by that is nonprofit organizations or something that's meaningful to you that you want to be part of. How do you incorporate that into your schedule? So with groups and associations, you have to really quantify exactly what you're doing. Okay, what is it doing for you? Is this something that's real personal to you? And also, what can you, how can you be involved in it? What can you really give back? And if you can't answer those questions, you don't feel good about it, then that's where the decision needs to come from as far as your time. And, it's all, and also within those groups and associations, understand, again, how much extra, because sometimes, yeah, you may be going to that one-time, once-a-month meeting, but after that once-a-month meeting, how much is that frequency involved in, in growing that, biz- or growing that um, non-profit organization? And also one-to-ones. This is a tricky, tricky thing. We also know that one-to-ones is part of our networking, part of our asset to growing our business. So within your one-to-ones, how are you prepared for them? Are you going to your one-to-one saying, hey, this is my business, this is, this is my target, target client that I'm looking for, And then if you can help me out, that's what I'm looking for. Are you leaving your one-to-ones with that? Or are you leaving your one-to-ones saying, okay, this is my business, this is my target market, here are some people I would like to meet, but also I did some research on your LinkedIn profile. How many people are on LinkedIn? Okay, so I did some research on your LinkedIn profile, I noticed that you're connected to these three people. Can you take a minute throughout your week and connect me with them? And the thing is, the reason why to be that specific is because business owners, for one, you want to maximize that opportunity because you only have so much time as a solopreneur. But also, you want to be able to give people an opportunity to truly help you. And if you're not prepared in that one-to-one, if you don't have those connections ready for them to help, then you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot on that one. And also, free time. Free time is definitely an evaluation on your calendar. First of all, you want to know how much free time you actually have. And if you have too much free time, you have to ask yourself, why do you have that much free time? Or if you have that free time, what are you doing with it? Because one thing that we mentioned last week in our conversation is when you have a cancellation. If you have a cancellation, the first thing you need to do is be in that plan B mode. And how effective are you in that plan B moment when when it boils down to it? Because inevitably it's going to happen. So also, Actual spent time spent working. So I feel like this is a, a huge one because you have to really evaluate how much time you're really working. Just because you went and you had a lot of one-to-ones that week, you have to ask, your, ask yourself what happened with it. Were you able to get five, five extra referrals after that one-to-one? Because if you don't hear from them three months from now, you have to, so of course you branded yourself, you know some new people, but if it's not turning into new business and you're not able to help them, you have to really evaluate how your time is spent doing that. So what time are you actually working? Because that will correlate to your numbers. Sometimes when, it, when you look back, it ends up being maybe five hours a week that you're actually working, five to 10 hours. So really be specific with that. So um, last week we also brought up Why do people reject, or we we brought up to-do list, okay? And that correlates to time blocking. And so, I wanted to bring it up here. Why do do people reject to-do list? And I have this statement here. The job that you had before was part of a to-do list for the functionality of that company. What exactly does that mean? So, that company that you worked for prior to becoming a business owner, here's the business model, okay? It's the overall aspect of the business within that business is, was your position. So if you're a customer service, marketing, vice president of XYZ, you were a part of a to-do function in that business. And within that to-do function, you had to-do lists that you needed to accomplish every week within a set amount of hours to qualify for your job, to keep it for week after week. So your job as a whole was a to-do list. And then you notice how that company that you worked for prior to had specific, you had your marketing department, you had your IT department, you had all those specific departments. So if you look at it in, in, in this respect, you have various to-do lists in, within that company in order for it to function. So that's how that business became a retail-like company. So the mindset behind business owners and how they really feel about it is, to-do lists are tedious and flat-out annoying. <laughs> I would think everybody would agree with that. So, what we're gonna do is we wanna create a new mindset regarding to-do lists and what does it mean to us? And in my opinion, I feel like uh, and it means everything to get to your retail-like business model. Okay, Remember, retail-like business model is where you have those constant transactions that are applicable to you in the, for the growth of your business. So that's what we're really trying to achieve is that that business or I'm sorry that retail-like business model, but to-do list, it starts there. It also means everything to get to your goals. So without to-do list, without the functionality of emails, calls, follow-ups, meetings, you can't get to your goals. And so the resolution behind to-do lists. Is if you're not used to them if they feel if you feel like they're tedious and you don't want to be bothered with them is to make effective precise and also create them in a specific duration of time so understanding your threshold and what that means to me is if if you don't if you feel like your to-do lists are about four hours and it's just really tedious and you don't want to do it break it down to two hours and get real good at being specific and precise and also effective in that two hours and that's the two hours that you don't get sidetracked, nothing else matters, that's what you need to do. Because the ultimate goal is you wanna see the effectiveness of the to-do list. You wanna see that come true. And, you, and that the effectiveness is have it, have it turn into money-making opportunities. And that's the biggest judgment when it comes to to-do list. So I'm gonna go ahead and create a new form, formula for you. One of my favorite subjects in high school and college was also was was, al- was algebra. So I'm going to create an algebraic equation here. So the algebraic equ- equ- I'm sorry, equation is a divided by b equals x. Okay? So with a, we're going to we're going to quantify a as the hours spent. That's the hours that you're spending in that specific task. B is going to represent the overall time commitment So this is the overall time commitment that you gave yourself early in our conversation. We said we're going to define 60 hours as your weekly activity in your business. We're going to qualify that as your overall time spent, and that's B. And then once you do that equation, you're going to come up with a percentage, and that's the percentage of time spent on your business activity. So that way, when you go back to your calendar, you can say, oh, I spent 20% on this particular function, and this is the result of it. So again, this is, so this is kind of a random percentage, so you kind of, kind of see how that works out. So let's say, let's break it down and let's use 60 hours, and let's say this particular category is your to-do list. So in your to-do list, each week, you spend about 15 hours on your to-do list. If you divide that by your 60 hours of available time that you gave yourself, you came up with a percentage of 25% of your time for that week has been used up on to-do list. Okay, networking, one-to-ones, marketing groups, associations. That actually takes up a huge amount of your time depending on where you're trying to get to in your business. So this is, you have to be really clear about this. So let's say you spent 35 hours in networking and marketing. 60 hours of your available time, 58%. This is actually where business owners can start making those viable decisions. You know what, I noticed that I have spent 25% of my time on these to-do lists, this is where you can make that decision. Once I have a budget, I understand the value of hiring an admin assistant because I know my percentage of time that it takes in order to do that function. I understand the value of having a salesperson or something, something of that sort to help you out with your networking. Or how can I get better networking strategies so I can, so I can replace that networking that I have to go out and run so I can lower that percentages. But knowing your percentages will make a lot of sense to you once you, once you start defining that. So at this particular portion, I want to take this back to ask the executive. This is where you have the opportunity to ask some questions, things that you heard today or last week that you want to discuss, or questions that you still have. So um, if anybody has a question, I'd like to help, help you answer. And please state your name and the name of your business.
1: Hi, I'm Sarah Burkholz with Organized Living. Hello, Sarah. On the last slide, you showed the percentages, uh, 58% people spend networking, 10% actual production. Do you, is that what you recommend people spend time on? Or do you have those breakdowns um, in a percentage where you say, okay, for to-do lists, Really, to be effective, I recommend that you don't spend 25%, but more like 15 On networking, to be effective, I recommend that you spend this much so that we can take a look at, that shows us what we are doing in our week, sure. but it doesn't, but what I need to see is what I should be doing, not what gotcha. I am doing.
0: That makes sense. Okay. So, with that being said, it depends, so the, the first way I can answer that question and be truly authentic in that is you have to look at your business model and your business model type. To really determine how much functionality you need in this in these particular areas, so I feel as a whole, your networking, your marketing your groups and association should range somewhere in between thirty five percent okay because I feel like it should be very targeted mm-hmm. and it should lead you somewhere, so if you 're doing it correctly that's where you will only spend thirty five percent of your time and then so that way you can spend more time in actual production right. because that's where your goals are. So I think about 35% and then when your actual production, I think that should land somewhere around about, maybe about 40% if you right. can get that, get that exact science down. And then your to-do list, depending on how heavy your load is. Well actually, we wanna get your actual production higher so that way you can replace your to-do list with admin assistant or have that help.
1: At what point in time do you know that you've gotten your production high enough that you can replace that?
0: Well, when you look Agents. at your bank account, and it says, <laughs> you know what, Sarah, it's ready to go. No, seriously, you wanna, you wanna look at, I think the point in time is when you can actually see a stretch of about three or four months of constant, inter- constant production. Okay. So when you get to your retail-like business model where you're starting to see, I have a flow And I can truly depend on about seven to eight clients. That's what my business model is created and my marketing is created for me. Then I can start determining, because what you don't wanna do is hire somebody too soon and not have the revenue and now you're really stressed. Or the work. That's right. Okay. That's right, so.
1: Okay, awesome, thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you, great question.
2: Hi, I'm Kathy Ziola with Communication Works. Hello, Kathy. And I'm just kind of recalling last week some of our discussion around filling in the blanks in those kind of gaps in the day. Okay. And wondering if you have some tips around how to make those most effective, how to kind of shift gears and and keep the focus going when you're switching from one thing to another.
0: Gotcha, Okay. All right, so that question to me sounds like a multitasking function right? Do you feel like, are you trying to do multiple things at one time? You want to spend a little time here, go here, go here, is that what you mean?
2: That's what happens, you know, and maybe I'll have an appointment or a TV show to come to or something, but then then there's a gap of an hour and a half, you know, before that or after that, before the next event, and how to effectively plan and, and stay focused on using those times. One thing I was kind of wondering, like, how much time does it take you to plan the week? Are are you saying sit down and block out your every hour of every day at the beginning of the week? Wouldn't that take five hours just to do that? It
0: would take about five hours to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So I think the, okay, so the combination factor is your week is really determined by your task. So obviously the week, what you can do and what you can be secure about is the appointments that you have. So as a business owner, the, as, as much as you can possibly plan ahead. So I have these specific one-to-ones I need to meet. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, those are the things that you can actually time block. And then you can determine, okay, I have this much time open. What tasks do I need to complete? So when you look at your task, and, you should act, and that's the time that you really need to spend that specific time on the weekends and say, what specific tasks can I do from each day That will flow get me going to the next week, because you always want to be a week in a week ahead. Mm -hmm. So, what are those specific tasks that you need to get done that week? And then, so when you look at your calendar, when you look at the your oh man, you know I have a cancellation. The first thing you should be able to do is go specifically to your task and say, okay, this one is you know I have everything complete for today. Now I'm going to tomorrow. So now, you now you're ahead of the game and now you're knowing that you're clicking through. Mm-hmm. But that's when you can say, okay, well I have things complete for tomorrow, now let me see if there's a networking opportunity because I have some extra time to go and do that. Mm-hmm. So that's how you kind of toggle your time to where it starts becoming a, where it becomes rhythmic to you.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Does that answer your question?
2: Yes, thank you. And I, I was recalling another question I had last week, which was around the, the use of the to-do list and how, um, how to stay connected to it at the end of the day and to transfer things to the next day that didn't get done. Because okay. as I work through my day, a lot of times, I have things come up that are really unexpected. Yes. I have a client call or I have a, a prospective um, you know, person that wants a workshop or something like that. And I end up on, on the phone with them for an hour you know, going over that. And, and now things are shifted and, and don't get then transferred at the end of the day. So anyway, maybe it's more of a kind of a personal, how do you stay inspired and connected to that (laughs) list?
0: So that's where, that's where you wanna reach. So for business owners, discipline is very, very key. Uh So obviously you gotta look at that hour long conversation Were you guys just, did you guys get to the point where you guys were just chatting? How was your your ability to take that person's conversation, what they needed to do and get them to a solution based conversation to where Mm -hmm. maybe that you can slim that down. Mm-hmm. But that's where you have to always reevaluate. Each week, as a business owner, reevaluate what you did. Because you have to know where the, where the slight problems are starting to occur. Yeah. So I would say, when you're in those situations where your day gets totally thrown off, remember that you can always bounce back. That's when you look at your day. So whatever, whatever hours that you weren't able, to, or whatever tasks that you weren't able to complete, and then you have to flow them over to the next day, Then that's how much more specific you need to be on that so then you have to really determine can you go to that networking event Mm -hmm. because the last thing that we want to cause is chaos in your mind and may i have that to do as well and then the next thing you know you have weeks on weeks Mm -hmm. of unfinished tasks yeah so those are some of my thoughts about yeah and
2: what i'm hearing uh, that really jumped out at me is the kind of the discipline about at the end of each day checking in and seeing well, where do I land and what can I accomplish tomorrow and that's really setting myself up for that, which I tend to be a very in-the-moment person and kind of take yeah. it as it comes. and So, <laughs> well, that's so that I can see that that's creating some of the in- inefficiency I might be bumping into. So, Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Kathy. Yeah. And we have time for one more question.
3: Hello, uh, Jeff Allen, the Glendale Glendale Chamber of Commerce. Hello, Jeff. The question is in prioritizing a goal and determining when a goal or a a to-do still is a worthy goal, when to cut loose a bad to-do, and evaluating that and setting a specific goal for the to-do.
0: Setting a specific goal for the to-do?
3: Yes. Okay. In other words, uh, as we attempt to handle a to-do item, uh, there will be uh, successes and disappointments in attending to that task, and so uh, could you address a little bit about how to prioritize uh, dealing with those uh, goals inside the to-do list, and when at some point uh, through your experience or your advice is a proper time to 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 give up and to readjust and to quit letting a to-do task continue to be a drag on us.
0: Mm, okay, gotcha. So I think that's where you have to prioritize your goals, and I have to. Make sure I cut this or get straight to the point. You have to really prioritize, that's where you look at your goals to really determine what are, the, what are the actions. So if you know the actions for that goal, then you can prioritize the task and then you can get really specific. But if you don't know your goals, there's no way that you can determine which one's a good task or not. So that's how I feel
3: in regards to that. In a proper uh, time frame to uh, to either accomplish that or to let it go? uh you should be able to evaluate that week yes
0: yeah every week and just get real specific real quick on those so thank you jeff so our time is up for executive talk i want to thank everybody for being here join us on facebook at executive talk also twitter also meetup and instagram and we'll see you next time thank you